I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. History Tweets. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. The topic, uh, title of our podcast today is Blue Christmas, the death of the Dempsey family, family that were murdered uh, uh, on Christmas Eve after uh, doing an act of charity, Brandy. Your thoughts on that? That's what happens when you do acts of charity. We're going to talk about this gruesome, gruesome story. But before we do, let me remind everyone that we are a comedy podcast. We use adult language. We're going to try not to make too much fun of this situation because it's a terribly sad situation. But I'm sure that we'll find other things to amuse you. So was, recap the story for me here, Timmy. You just want a general overview. Just a general. When I do that, Brandy jumps on me for spoiler alerts. So I'm, I'm trying to hold back. But basically, a woman who was kind of down on her luck was invited to uh, her family member's home and then basically killed she, everyone. She behaved badly. Christmas. Yeah, so... But who Somebody hasn't, what I'm saying is, you know what, who hasn't had that kind of Christmas that they wanted to do that? See, yeah, if you say it's a story, actually did I it, say it's a, uh, it's a motivational story for me, Timmy. Because somebody <laughs> okay. actually did it. They turned Christmas into a true festivus, Timmy. I got some problems She's with you out. people and I'm going to deal with them. It She's was a problem. all right. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do now, that. Now you know we're going to get trashed in our reviews for do, you know if we if we're perceived of taking this lightly, but you know I don't. Do we care at this point? I mean, have you seen our reviews? Well, I see them. I don't read them. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't yeah, read our press. You know, I still read them, but not you know at the all. problem is with that, Timmy. You know when you when you start reading your own press, you start believing it. You get a big head. 
you know, I'm just a uh-huh. colonel. You know, I'm just a colonel right. that I've always been. Just a man, of the, a yeah. common man of the and people. You know, you've been the colonel uh, at least eight years on this podcast. When are you going to get a promotion, man? I have turned down a promotion, Timmy. I like being a colonel. Oh, I didn't. I'm not about power, uh, Timmy. I'm not say. about, you know, I, I'm just about you're, contempt. You're a middle management type. Exactly. Is that what you're telling me? I want to be the best colonel I can be. I think there's honor in being the best colonel you can be, Timmy. Well, uh, yeah, we we have been on the air now for eight years, Brandy. It doesn't seem like it, does it? Well, two more years, it'll be our 10-year ten anniversary. Are you going to buy me? Um, I, something befitting your station on this podcast. Baron? Well, that is... I'm already a baron. I'm a lord. You know, Timmy, here's the thing. As a colonel, I don't have to decide to bomb Laos and Cambodia. I'm just the guy who bombs them. Especially since we're not at war with Laos and Cambodia. Well, that's what they want you to believe, Timmy. Oh, so you're you're, you're still stuck in Nam. (laughs) Nam never ended, Timmy. Nam never ended. So you're saying that, you know, few were left behind, kind of. They're uh, still fighting. Continue a partisan type of guerrilla warfare. Yeah. And that's, so you you go over there every once in a while. I I go over and help them. But no, I'm saying the responsibility of deciding, you know, I'm going to bomb Cambodia. That rests with the generals. Uh Uh-huh. So I don't want that kind of pressure. As a colonel, you're just the guy who gets in the plane and drops the bombs. And I can live with, you know, Mm -hmm. your conscience is cleaner because I didn't make that decision, Timmy. You're you're okay with that. You're you're comfortable in your own skin is what you're telling us. Right, right. I see that. You know. about that, Brandy? What do you think about that? Well, I think I'm reading our reviews and they bitch because we take too long to get to the fucking topic. (laughs) And so I'm super shocked by that. So if we could just... (laughs) do that that'd be great all right let me introduce our panel we are joined as always by a lady who has been described as a fair maiden no. colonel no no I've never been that well. a uh, woman who is known throughout the land as brandy the benevolent her majesty Queen Brandy the first. How are you, Brandy, if at all? You know what? I am okay, Timmy. I can I I'm now able to drive. I'm off my crutches. Um so my knee is you know, it's cold here today, so my knee is singing just a little bit. So to uh to uh catch our listeners up, you you uh, broke your leg no. in a terrible accident where you jumped out of a plane without a parachute. Is that correct? No. 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 I just had a meniscus tear repaired. Uh, so, but well, I mean, my really way close. would have been more interesting. It would have been. It would have been. And, and I get asked a lot, like, what happened? What did you do? And I'm like, I'm old. I'm old. I've abused my body for 48 years, playing ball and doing all kinds of shit. Shit falls apart. So that's where we okay. are. We're glad you're doing better. I, I'm now. just going to just what? throw in here and check you on something because, you know, the, the colonel like to, like to keep it real. Um, oh, when you say abusing it's... your body and then sports, 
I think there's a few uh-huh. other things you're leaving out there, devil. This is going to be one of those we keeping it real goes wrong situations because. <laughs> so you mean, Colonel, uh, you mean like drug use, right. alcohol yeah, abuse? First of all, neither of those things have anything to do with, with me tearing my meniscus. I played ball for a long time. Yeah, so, but, you know, but you know what, Devil? Well, you was you was you was a first baseman, right? No, was, I was an outfielder. You were an outfielder. Okay, so running down a fly ball. Okay, that takes a little bit uh-huh. of effort, but knocking back a case of a Schlitz when you're 17 years old, when you Schlitz. knock back two cases of Pabst Blue Ribbon when you're you know 35, so that's maybe a, maybe a, maybe a bottle on of your ripple body. here and there. Well, first of all, again, it was a meniscus tear, which doesn't have anything to do with either. But I would think, Chuck, you of all people would understand because you are falling apart as well. Yes, I am. You know, maybe some Thunderbird on the weekend. <laughs> we have, you know, it's like your my right shoulder and my right knee. And everybody's wondering what's caused it. And I'm like, that's my throwing side. That's, you know, everything happens back there. So, I mean, it's just. I can't even throw a dog. I, uh, ball to the dogs anymore. I have to oh, throw it underhand like girls pitch, you know, in yeah, softball. Uh, well, Brandy, uh, I hate to interrupt, Brandy, but uh, one of the, the the reviews that I'm reading is saying that you spend, we have too much brandy, brandy time. time. Yeah, I see. They're very specific on that. that. We are on brandy time. Tell us more about your surgery. My what? My sur- was no. it successful? Yeah, it was successful, but I have a bunch of arthritis in it. So that kind of sucks. And I'll probably have to have it replaced somewhere down the road. Also sucks. Did you ever think about getting an artificial leg? <laughs> I mean, you know, like a peg leg? You know, I did. I did think about that. Probably would have been an easier recovery. But Don't get one that looks like a leg. Just get the, get, get the peg leg. First of all, bring I, it back. If Randy. I was going to get bring one, it back. no, I'd get a blade. Let's settle down. Not getting a peg leg. You know what? Colonel, we should bring back is the Van Dyke beard. Yeah. Yes, please you do know, bring that, that back. Yeah. I think we would look good in that. Chuck first. Uh, Colonel. You can't even grow facial hair. Me? Yeah. I can. I, sh- I just shave Timmy every just day. shaves every day. To me, I think shaves twice a day. I've never seen him scruffy looking. No, I, I, I do. Well, sometimes twice a day. But, well, you know, you haven't seen me since I retired, so I might not be as... Uh, yeah, clean shaven now, but oh, for fuck's sake! All right, let's all right. Let's let ask me, about Charles. Let, so let me introduce. Yeah, let me introduce a man who needs no introduction, really. But we're going to give him one—a man who, if he chose Brandy, could have a much higher rank than that of Colonel. No, I don't think uh, so. A man who uh, has been caught—you know—there's these air balloons from China going over the, you know, the United States and. We're all kind, you know, there's all kind of problems we're facing in this country. And in these turbulent times, people turn. They need some place to turn, Brandy. No. And that what they've been doing is turning to the colonel. No, they haven't. He is no, he's been described as an oasis in the desert of despair. I know one. The very honorable, the best-selling author. Had to make love A to man of woman. God. Oh, my gosh. And his new upcoming book, How to Make Love to a Woman, again, the Reverend Charles 
Beauregard, Hawk Waters III. How are you today, Colonel? Well, I'm doing good, Timmy. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm going to relate something happened that, that's closely tied into the book. And uh, I'm a target. You know, I'm, I'm a, as again, I'm a common man, man of the people. I don't, you know, just go to Rodeo, Rodeo Drive. You to don't, you my, don't put on air. That's for sure. I don't. You know, like someone who wants to call herself a queen yeah. and all that yeah. nonsense. I, don't, I think I did that, but I think that was something you gave me, but okay. So colonels, so dipshits at Target. I'm at Target. With anything, but okay. Woman and a husband come up to me. They approach me. Yeah, are, are you the colonel? And I said, I am indeed the colonel. And she said, happened. sir, I just, could I have you up first? You know, it's always an autograph and a selfie. And I did that. And, uh, and she said, I just want to tell you, your book saved our marriage. It saved wow. our marriage. That has to make you feel wonderful. It did make it me feel me wonderful. Scared. And she said to me, she said, you know, and I listened to your show, of course. And she said, one thing I think, though, that they should tell, they should introduce you as, because Timmy says you're a man, an oasis, and it does. She <laughs> said, after reading this book, you know what I think of you as? The Golden Corral of Lovemaking. Okay, so you got the whole buffet, Timmy. You can have your meat, your sweets. Cheap and easy. (laughs) She said, the colonel is the Golden Corral of Lovemaking, Timmy. No, they didn't. And this conversation is making me nauseous. You know, sometimes I just like to go to Corral. I don't even want to eat. I just let them watch people. People are gross there. People are gross there. But I will tell you that they, they have make an amazing up. breakfast bar. And if you get there at the right time, you can have the breakfast bar and the lunch bar. Oh. See? I'm not. I believe that's double yeah, dipping. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not buying that sneeze guard that they oh, no. have over there. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. No. I, you I, know what? They tried to save money and use the chicken wire instead of the plexiglass. Chicken wire. And uh, <laughs> it just doesn't seem to... Uh, it's not the it same. Doesn't seem effective to me, and you know a sneeze guard doesn't stop a four-year-old from putting his hand in the banana pudding. You know. Yeah, that's true. It Thank doesn't. God I don't eat banana pudding. Um, now, Timmy, this is going to be a shameless plug because the colonel has <laughs> has moved on. <laughs> that's what. That's a absolutely a chapter in the book, the shameless plug. But uh, I got another project working on. You know how. Uh, all those, all those more uppity, well-known uh, stars did did the whole "We Are the World," "We Are the World," "We Are the Children," right. yeah, which was stupid. I believe the children are future. I hope to help wow. my Although children on our future. Cindy Lauper. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to start now because the holidays will be upon us. They're always upon us more quickly than we realize. Yeah, well, it's about 10 months, but yeah, Colonel, Christmas will be here in about So right now, we're starting production on a CD, a compact disc of your favorite Mm -hmm. holiday classics called, we're going to call it, It's a Colonel Christmas, Timmy. It's a Colonel Christmas, I'm going to do duets with other people of the Christmas standards, Timmy. Well, now, what kind of, uh, like, give me an example of someone you would be going to do with. I just want big to stars, Timmy, big stars. Christmas. I mean, I got. Big stars. Big stars. Eric Estrada's going to do one, Timmy? 
First well, of all, Erica I Sada, love yeah, he, He's a big star, yeah. Brandy. I, I got, I got well, so far, now a lot of people are tentative. They're checking the schedules. But so far, I got pegged sure. uh, Frank Stallone. I love Frank, Frank Stallone. Not, not Sylvester uh, Stallone. You got his brother. Yeah. I and, love Frank Stallone. He's okay. hilarious. I need you guys to just hold on to your seats when I drop this name on you because it's going to blow right out of your seats. You know who's going to do Silent Night with me, Timmy? Who's that, Colonel? Carrot Top. Carrot, Carrot top. top. Carrot Top. I got Carrot wow. Top. You know, I read, he was he was on Howard Stern once, and you know what he's into? Bukaki. He is, Carrot Bukaki. Top is into Bukaki. And, uh, oh, I, I. Imagine that, Brandy. I've got, I've got a. Uh, Oh, holy night, Timmy. And and I'm not sure that she uh got the, I, I think she, she thinks the song means something else. But uh, do you remember China, the wrestler that went into porn, Timmy? The one that's dead? The one uh, that's dead? But, you know, you can go back, Brandy, and, and if they, you know, they can use AI or whatever. Yeah. And they can, like, he can do a duet with her. There's nothing wrong with it. She doesn't have to be alive. Well, then why not? What Chuck should do a duet with, you know, Larry, uh, Larry Flint. Yeah. Same. Larry Flint. Larry Flint. Same. All right. Well, Colonel, you keep us on t- You keep us abreast of, uh, your, all the people that you're going to be singing with throughout the show. Cause I'm sure our listeners. Well, I'm going to have calls coming in and, uh, no, what they're anxious to hear is about this fucking Dempsey family. That's what they're anxious to hear about. Nobody gives a shit about Chuck's shit. All right. The loss of a loved one, Brandy, is life's most stressful event and, ca- and can cause major emotional crisis. After the death of someone you love, you experience bereavement, which literally means to be deprived by death. But you didn't know that, Brandy. I don't care. When a death takes place, you may experience a wide range of emotions, Brandy, even when death is expected. I mean, really, it should always be expected, don't you think, Colonel? I mean, well, it, it's always going to happen. It should be expected, but, you know, it's never expected. Uh, somebody died the other day, and, and Renee said, oh, they were 94 years old. And Renee looks at me and said, what did they die from? And I said, well, being 94 years old. You know, I mean, you just, you can't live forever. You don't need a reason when that you're 94. True. You know, you can just well, decide, guys, I'm going to go to the Rainbow have Bridge. Seen, have you seen the commercial for, like, I don't know, Colonial Pen or whatever, where it's these two people talking in the kitchen, and she's like, oh, remember so-and-so's neighbor that used to run marathons? And he's like, oh, yeah. Well, not anymore. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not anymore. First of all, yeah. <laughs> First of all, that's just a simulation. The slap in the face. Maybe he just sprained his knee or whatever. (laughs) And they're all just, I mean, poor guy. He's over there having to answer all these questions. No, I'm not dead. I just, you know. He's running running with the devil. (laughs) Many many people report feeling an initial stage of numbness, numbness after learning, first learning of a death. But there is no real order to the grieving process. Uh, But some emotions you may experience include denial, 
which is uh, disbelief, uh, confusion, sadness, anger, despair, and even guilt, Brandy. No commas between I think those that's words. A, that's a bold choice. You know, uh, you ever seen that episode where Homer Simpson like went through all in one day, all the stages, like in like thirty yeah. seconds. <laughs> Although most people are able to get the process, get through the process without harming themselves or others, the there are occasions when grief is so overwhelming that the process takes a dark turn. Brandy, your thoughts on that? Um. I would just like to hear about it. So let's do it. Well, in today's story, we discuss such an event. Dun, dun, dun. In 19, 1933, Brandy, 37-year-old Catherine Schock was a very happy and contented nurse living in Dunkirk, New York. She was married to her husband of 10 years. His name was Harold Schock. And he Schlock? was a prominent... Attorney, Schmack. like myself, like myself, he was a, a prominent shot. attorney. Brandy, you are a prominent. Well, he passed attorney. the bar. You did not. Is it Dunkirk where they did that movie that had Harry Styles in it? Yeah, that was in uh, France, but Whatever. this is here in the U.S. Dunkirk, New York. The couple had a seven-year-old son named Billy. Aren't they always named Billy? Like when something tragic happens, mm. you know, like in a war movie. Yeah, there's always a Billy. Know, Billy's this blonde-headed kid, blue eye, mm. just off the Cute boat, kid. Yeah, well, the couple had a seven-year-old son named Billy that were their pride and joy. So you can tell kind of where this is going, Colonel, without even knowing the script. Oh, no. Billy going to bite it. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I mean, anytime you got a cute little He's toy. He's not running marathons anymore. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it ain't going to end well. It just ain't going to end well. If it helps you understand, Brandy, he's he's not running marathons anymore. <laughs> Yeah. Sadly, not anymore. Billy ain't. She doesn't seem sad about it at all. Billy ain't in doing those anymore. In ni- 1934, things started to fall apart for the Shock family. Harold had begun drinking, which is never a good sign. And after losing a fortune in the stock market, and this was during the Depression, after all. But I mean, like it's 1934. He's you know. The market crashed in 29. You'd think he'd learned his fucking lesson by 19. He's not a good investor. <laughs> he must be. He maybe had cryptocurrency. Uh, maybe that was a problem, Brandy. Huh? Anyway, maybe he had cryptocurrency. Maybe. <laughs> you, Colonel, you have you had a share of uh, cryptocurrency, uh, don't you? I, I got some. Timmy, you know what I got? I got Bitcoin, oh Timmy. Batcoin, not got Bitcoin, but Batcoin. It's it's got beanie babies. Yeah, and I got a beanie baby collection. It's uh, are they still, are those things still plan. expensive? Yes, and just keep yeah. He's got a he's got his that's his retirement plan or those beanie babies. So my retirement plan or my beanie babies, they're my baseball cards, Timmy. Well, yeah. So you won't be tar- retiring anytime in the next thirty years or so, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Patience, Timmy. And it, with the long-term investment. Uh, you're in it for the long-term. Yeah, in it for the, yeah. Wise investor. But Harold wasn't such a wise investor, and he started losing a fortune in the stock market. He started drinking, and he took his own life in March 1934. So this rosy picture that I I painted about the shock family, Brandy, now it's a little bit darker. 
suppose Harold uh, put a gun in his mouth and pulled the trigger. So he won't sure? be he won't be running a marathon anymore, Brandy. Sadly, <laughs> Harold reached the finish line. Maybe that should be you know like on TikTok where you're not allowed to say someone died or get he's killed, no longer get running marathons. Alive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that'll be, be the, the euphemism. Uh, you yeah. know, running marathons, well, they just yep. released a big study. That's terrible for your body. It ages you. Of course people, it is. People start in their 40s to try to keep young by running, and then they get hooked, and then they get into marathons. And it actually ages you And then the next thing you know, they have knee surgery. They have knee surgery, I hip mean, surgery. So not running marathons puts us ahead of the curve, because I already knew those things were crazy. You know, to me, seriously, a friend of mine is uh he's about 32 years old he held two records two different records for uh it's you know when you're weightlifting and you just grab the weights and pull them up to your it's hip it's a deadlift a deadlift it's a deadlift yeah, yeah two records for that timmy do you know if 32 years old this boy has already had both <laughs> hips replaced mm. yeah he doesn't That's- do it he still yeah, works it's, out, it's, but he it's, doesn't it's, do the deadlifting. That took a super long time to get to not a great point. So, well, I just mean, saying. Yeah, when your hips goes, hips don't lie. No, they don't. don't. He ain't bringing his, the, his milkshake ain't bringing the girls to the yard no more. Not anymore. <laughs> All right. Well, that's those. Uh, Colonel, uh, who else is on your special? Oh, for fuck's sake. There's so many, Timmy. Well, on your album. And, and See, you know, huh? with, with so many of these famous stars, Timmy, it's, you know, talking to that, my, my people talking to their people. But right now, um, just this morning, my people was talking to Dr. Phil, Timmy. Wait a minute. Wasn't this like, didn't they used to do the Night of a Thousand Stars on ABC or something? Where yeah. they have all yeah, they of their network stars, stars come were... on and dance or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is kind of like You that. know what really disappointed me, though, Timmy? Who What's I could not get. I have my heart set. Paul Lynn from the Hollywood oh, Square. Yeah, he's dead. But I can yeah, get Charles dead. Nelson Riley, Timmy. Can you get Madam? <laughs> wait a minute. Can you get Madam the puppet? Waylon and Madam. <laughs> I think <laughs> Madam's Madam. a good. I think Madam's a great one. Yeah, but <laughs> Miss hopefully Biggie. I can get you know Charles Nelson Riley. He he's pretty solidly on board. So that's good. He's he he he's a definitely maybe right. Oh, he's a definite. He's a definite. Um, pencil me in is what he said. How about Wally Cox, you think Wally Cox would uh, be you interested? Know what? He's he's too high maintenance for me, Timmy. He's too. High oh, is he? Well, you know, he used to sleep with uh, Marlon Brando. Yeah, I know. No shit, they were they were things. Yeah. That's an amazing story. My God. So what happened? I mean, she know, still you think when you think of. Marlon Brando. Do you think he could get laid by someone more attractive than you Wally Cox? So. Oh you would think so. You would think so. Okay. So she's, Maybe Wally uh, Cox had a big... <clears throat> so she know. is still dealing with the death of her husband. Is that correct? Yeah, still, still dealing... Uh, Catherine was still dealing with the grief of her deceased husband. Uh, she was coming to terms with it, uh, being a single parent. When guess what, Brandy? What happened? Tragedy struck once more. So she was not a good single parent. Seven-year-old Billy actually drowned in a swimming in a swimming pool accident. Oh! 
In the course of eight months, Catherine lost the two most important people in her life. That would be her husband, Harold, and her seven-year-old son, Billy. Uh, so neither, neither Harold or Billy is running marathons anymore, Brandy. No. Your thoughts on that, if any? I have none. Okay. Well, the house in question is a multi-family unit located at 103 Good Lane. <laughs> Technically, it was given these different set of addresses by 1988, but it is still better associated with the name Good Lane. And this house becomes important because there's something that tragic that's going to occur here. This is in Perrysville, Pennsylvania. You've been to Perrysville, I've haven't you, Colonel? There. I've been there. Now, nobody, nobody thinks much of the house today, except for those. So it's still standing, Brandy. You can actually go there and see this house at 103 Good Lane, Perrysville, Pennsylvania. Nobody thinks much of the house today, except those who have been in Perrysville for a long time, or those who have heard stories passed down from generation to generation. So, but to most people, it's just a simple old building owned by Schneider Real Estate Office. I'm not sure if that's John Schneider of the Dukes of Hazard, but he would be a good one to have on your uh, album, Colonel. He would be a good one, um, but... Um, God, have you seen those guys lately? Yeah, but, you know, if I get him, if I get him, what, what my fear is, if I get too many, is that I'm going to have to bump, and and he was, I'd say, really the the big star in the, in the uh, 80s musical group Wham! is Andrew Ridgely. I gotta save a spot oh, okay. for him. I haven't I haven't seen him doing much lately. Well, that's because he's been he's been uh working on some I don't know really what he's been doing. I think he's working at a target or something. Now that might have been him that came up to me. <laughs> um But he's gonna do You think he goes up to pick, pick girls in bars and says, Yeah, I used to be Yeah, me and him are gonna hey, do love, the song. I used to be, and, uh... and it's a controversial <laughs> song to me, but him and I think we're going to do Baby is Cold Outside. Oh. Oh, my God. Come on. Well, you know, that gets a, quite a controversial <laughs> song is. there, Colonel. We, give us give us a few bars of that, Colonel. Uh, I, I have to rehearse that one, Timmy. Okay, okay. I got Well, anyway, this house. Get your ass in here. I got to go now. <laughs> Please oh uncuff God. me. <laughs> Bitch, I said get in here. <laughs> this house, we're uh, uh, at, uh, in Good Lane, 103 Good Lane in Perrysville, Pennsylvania, is now occupied by four families who rent small apartments. However, things were far different in 1934, as I'm going to tell you, Brandy. Mm -hmm. Much as it is today, Perrysville, Pennsylvania, 1934, was a small town which normally wouldn't enter into the spotlight. It's known as the gateway to the country. I have no reason, I don't know what the reason why it's called that, but for whatever reason it's called that. <clears throat> Portsmouth, where I was born, is called where Southern hospitality begins. It's kind of a neat uh, slogan, don't you think, Brandon? 
Yeah, amazing. Uh, nothing had happened to the point uh, in 1934, nothing had happened to the point to give Perrysville much notoriety. However, there weren't all that many homes in town back then, as many large plots were still owned by landlord landowners of ages past. But construction had started up to pick up before the Great Depression hit. Among the homes built in that lifetime was the residence at 103 Good Way. At the time, it was a duplex. Uh, it was the uh, home of Walter F. Dempsey, a welfare worker and veteran of World War One, and his wife, Clara. With, with them lived their four sons, Robert, Thomas, Walter Jr., and David. wonder why Walter Jr. wasn't the firstborn. Well, I don't. Probably, I don't like it when uh, Junior is born after another male. Well, they probably like had to name the first. Timmy, that's kid my situation. Her or her dad. My, I, I was the second son, and I was named after my father. But my brother was named after my uh, maternal Uncle. grandfather. So, were you Junior? Are you a Junior? I am then? not a Junior because I have a different middle name. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, they had four sons, and by all accounts, they were normal. They were a normal, happy suburban family who attended St. Teresa's Church and enjoyed living in the little town of Perrysville, where not a lot was going on. As autumn turned to winter in that uh, year of 1934, uh, residents of Perrysville geared up for another Christmas season. As Colonel is gearing up for the Christmas season with his new uh, C double CD, it's a Colonel's Christmas. It's turning into a triple CD, Tim. And, and hold on, I might be just gone for just a second. I got Mackenzie Phillips on the other line, Timmy. Mackenzie Phillips. Yeah, she's jumping. She's jumping on this bandwagon. This could be the well, thing that I, brings you know, her right I, back. I, I bet. Puts her right back on the map, Timmy. Everyone uh, began to decorate their homes and businesses for the holidays using Chris using the, their Christmas spirit to brighten a time dampened by economic depression. Uh, the Dempseys were no different, having prepared their home for a joyous celebration. As the days remaining in the year dwindled, uh, visitors from near and far paid a visit to Perrysville, reuniting with family members, in time to celebrate the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. One such visitor was, one such visitor was Catherine Schock, a nurse who has traveled by taxi from Dunkirk, New York. She was the sister of uh, Mr. Dempsey and had recently lost her son, age seven, just two months earlier. Of course, before that, she lost her husband, Harold. Harold to suicide and Billy to a drowning. We don't know if it was a suicidal drowning, Brandy, well, or not, but it was in a swimming pool. Get Robert Stack on it. 
Oh, Robert Stack would be a good one to add, <clears throat> Colonel. You might no, want to reach you know, out. I don't have like that baritone voice people. of his. It just ruins Christmas. Oh, no, okay. You can't do a baritone at Christmas to me. And I, and I apologize. I'm trying to stay as engaged as I can. But you know I got my my personal assistant, Andrew, um, always by my side. And uh, he, he keeps. Uh, so Andrew is still well, with Well, yeah, us. he's whispering things in my ear, which was we're trying to do this podcast. But Andrew, Andrew, tell Shelly Long no. And tell her to quit calling. Don't Shelly tell her, Long. don't call us, we'll call her, okay? No Shelly Long. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Well. Shelly Long would have been perfect. I loved, loved, loved her in Popeye. So. <laughs> what? She wasn't in Popeye. <laughs> she wasn't in Popeye. That was Shelly Duvall. Yeah, Shelly Duvall. Shelly Duvall. <laughs> Shelly Duvall. Reach out to her. Oh, yeah, fuck. <laughs> yes. I love Shelly Duvall and Popeye. <laughs> I love Tony Stark and Popeye. What the fuck? You know that uh, Dwayne uh, Robin Rock Williams Johnson is mom. You know Robin Williams' mom said that was his greatest role, Popeye. That's too bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I like you know what uh, Patches or Doc, whatever that show was. Uh, one uh, Jacob the liar. He always played the same character, basically. No, he didn't. Some goofball. It was kind of. Yeah, he was always some All goofball right. who does things differently. Uh, the poet, dead Patch poet Adams. society. Oh my god! Uh, Good morning, Vietnam. He always playing the same character. Anyway, so where was I at, Randy? I'm lost. Uh, the last she, paragraph. She came from. Uh, so she was a sister of Mister Dempsey. Uh, she just lost her husband. Just lost her son. Shocked and depressed at the untimely death. The Dempsey's didn't want her to spend this terrible, sad Christmas alone. So they invited her, out of the goodness of their heart, to spend Christmas in Perryville uh, with, with their family. When Mrs. Shock arrived in Perryville, her brother took her in and made her feel at home. The evening of December 23rd was a pleasant one for the family. Reunited with their beloved aunt, brother, and sister-in-law, gifts were passed out, bringing great joy to the children. All right, Brandy, tell us what happens next. So Catherine had bought everyone gifts. She especially went overboard when it came to the gifts for the boys. They all received fire trucks, which was the favorite toy of her deceased son, Billy. Although the plan was for the children to op their, open their gifts on Christmas Day, Catherine insisted her gifts, gifts be open on Christmas Eve. Walter and Clara Dempsey reluctantly went along with Catherine. It seemed like a small concession after all that Catherine had been through. There was a wonderful dinner prepared by Clara, uh, Catherine's sister-in-law, who was 36, um, and one year younger than Catherine. After dinner, the family sang Christmas carols and opened a few more gifts. Colonel, have you reached out to Ruth Buzzy at all? Um, me and Ruth had a little bit of a falling out a few years ago, Timmy. Uh, <clears throat> what about Janet Reno? Ring-a-ding-a-ding me, Timmy. <laughs> what about BJ and the Bear? The Bear's Only if it's the Bear. Um, but you know Only if how, it's the Bear. You know how hard BJ's are to come by, Timmy. Oh my God. That's a good point. Okay, so, all right, so Catherine, who had seemed distant most of the evening, became very animated when the boys opened her, their gifts from her. 
She even got on the floor and played with the fire trucks with them. Okay, so she's her spirits are being lifted there. Yeah. Once everyone had fallen asleep, Miss Shock closed every blind in the home. A piece of cloth was nailed over the window with no blind in the rear of the home. That seems odd. Drawing a revolver, she walked to her nephew's bedroom. David and Robert were killed instantly in the rear bedroom. Thomas and Walter Jr. met the same fate in the front bedroom, as did their parents. Only, quickly. Well, only Walter Jr. and his mother survived, and Jr. would uh, die later in the hospital. With well, nearly that was some way that was some way. I mean, you know, holidays are difficult on people. Well, can be. This seems a little much. Um. Holidays are a stressful time. Well, with nearly the entire family dead, Miss Shock concocted a potion of poison, guzzling it to commit suicide shortly after writing a note about her grief-stricken life. Why didn't she shoot Mrs. Dempsey, well, Mrs. Dempsey, badly wounded, ran up the hill to St. Teresa's Church, screaming in terror. She managed to get the attention of Father Schlopel, who discovered the bodies in the home. Miss Dempsey and her son were rushed to the hospital where only she survived. In all... Yeah, the rest of them are not running marathons anymore. Well, I mean, it, the, whatever. Uh, in all, the victims included Walter F. Dempsey, her brother, Ruth, uh, 41, Ruth, De- Ruth Dempsey Hughes, 34, her sister, Robert R. Dempsey, 11, son of Walter, Walter Dempsey Jr., 8th son of Walter, David Dempsey, 6th son of Walter, David J. Dempsey, 15 months, son of Walter Dempsey, wounded, yeah, wounded was Clara Dempsey, 36, wife of Walter Dempsey, and of course, 37-year-old Catherine Dempsey Shock. Michael Howe, the driver of the taxi which had brought Miss Shock to Perryville, reported that Miss Shock was somewhat quiet and told him she would not be around when asked if he could hire her as a family nurse. This response was ignored. <laughs> he he dodged a bullet there, Colonel. Sure. Yeah, he did. No one, no one could have predicted what happened in Perryville that fateful evening. The community was shocked. Any joy and happiness in the community had been obliterated by the murders. Most residents were in disbelief and could, hard, could not believe that such a tragedy was capable of happening, let alone at the happiest time of year in the most peaceful small town north of Pittsburgh. Oh, it's like a Hallmark movie. Um, the bodies were buried at, in St. Teresa's Cemetery a few days after Christmas. News of the murders reached near and far, having been published... Like line episode. Right, having been published in the form of an Associated Press article which spanned the United States. Perryville had found itself on the map, gaining temporary notoriety in the process. While Mrs. Dempsey apparently moved from the site of the tragedy, the house remained as the calendar page turned to 1935, and another family moved into the vacated property shortly after the murder occurred. Boy, they didn't know. Well, I mean, they didn't let grass grow under their feet. Housing shorts get this shit sold. Yeah. Um, Although the building changed somewhat over the years, losing its front porch, it remained an occupied home in Perrysville 
until the late 2000s. Having sat abandoned for a few years, it was demolished July 2011. The building had fallen into too deplorable shape by then and was torn apart without heavy machinery. In fact, in its final months, the doors were open. During its final years, a piece of pink and white cloth hung above the window, which had no drapery during the murder in 1934. Hold on. Although this was highly... One second. One second here. No. That's all. No. What do you think about, uh, you know what, I just got an offer. Electric Light Orchestra wants to do the orchestration for the Christmas song. Yeah, you you should let ELO do it. Well, ELO? ELO, but I've already committed to the Marshall Tucker Tucker Band, Timmy. Oh, yeah, you got to go with Marshall Tucker Tucker Mm -hmm. Band. I like that Can't You See song. Can't you see? What that devil now she dumb doing to me? There you go. Oh, I like that. You like that, Randy? No, hate it. All right, so <laughs> where was it? Rude. I know. This year will mark 88 years since the gruesome murders. It serves as a reminder that even the most mundane, boring, and apparently safe neighborhood can be the backdrop of despicable deeds of evil, which may arrive in the form of a nurse traveling by taxicab, or perhaps out of nowhere. Yeah, out of We're nowhere. Ruth Buzzy, Colonel. You got her on your list? <laughs> oh, <yeah>. my God. <laughs> All right. Serves a reminder that even blah, 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 blah. Taking time to know your surroundings, becoming street smart, and never assume anything, even in a community as tranquil as Perryville. Oh, look at you. The more you know, G.I. Joe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I like, Brandy, I like to offer our listeners yes. advice. I mean, this is an educational podcast. It is. Of course, this also serves as a reminder for those facing mental health issues to get the help they need. If yeah. you and we're serious about that. If you or a loved one is suffering from grief, anxiety, or depression, take the time to talk to talk to someone and be sure that the proper help is sought is sought. Um, although it is often difficult to get through problems uh, which so often go ignored by those who simply say, tough it out, be like Chuck Norris and move on. Nobody says that. Uh, mental health is a serious issue that needs to be addressed to better the lives of all involved and to prevent potential tra- tragedies like the one which was happening on the evening of December 23rd, 1934. The dark clouds have lifted over the community and the site of the murder has been gone for more than 10 years. The row of graves in St. Teresa's Cemetery serve as a reminder of why great care should be given to those suffering grief. Uh, hold on. And now, go ahead. So, those suffering grief, and if any of you are sad or lonely or whatever, we say this every time we bring up something about suicide or anything. Um, there's always somebody on the there's always somebody in the Facebook group that's available to listen. If anybody's having problems, yeah. um, is it nine eight eight now? You can call the suicide hotline. Yes, nine nine eight eight in the United States. Nine eight eight in the United States. A, uh, suicide and crisis lifeline. Yes, that. and then there's over two hundred crisis centers. Yeah, around the United States. Yes, so all of those things. Um, this was kind of a downer thing that Ch- that uh, Tim put together, so he's really sorry about that. I'm sorry to have to read it, but um, absolutely, if any of you are in crisis, please reach out. There's always somebody to help. So, 
But Timmy, but you can you can get that Christmas spirit yeah, back after listening back, to this podcast. For Christ's sake, I, I just got a note, Andrew. Why in the hell would I want a bunch of dummies on my album? A whole Andrew just asked me if I wanted the Moron Tabernacle Choir in my. Album. Hey, hey, hey! First of all. <laughs> Wrong. Second of all, you'd be lucky to get the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Oh, Mormon! Which is the he, only... left the, he left the M out of yeah. that. Never what about mind. Trans Siberian. He just said, yeah. yeah. He just said he wrote down the Moron Tabernacle Choir. I was well, like, that then you know he's a moron. You might need to. You might need to have a and, you know a little talk with Andrew. Right, Andrew for Christ. And well, you bring wait Angie a back. Hold is on. Andrew, well, Hold I mean, on. I know that he. Hold I know there's some. On. I don't want to you know approach any you know. Gender issues, but okay. Hi. You used to call Andy Angie, and now you're calling him Andrew. So which is it? Um, it's it's neither. It doesn't matter. Andrew, just let me tell you something. Andrew saying. is fluid, and I fluid. respect He's fluid. That. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing. Please listen. We have Mormon listeners, and I am an old Mormon. So all in all, that joke was pretty fucking offensive. However, what I will say is that. The Mormon Tabernacle Choir is one of the best things to come out of that religion. Well, they could be. So, yeah, but is it be- is it better than the Trans Siberian? I don't think yes, so. they are. No, I don't, because I, they're different. I, well, one's a choir and one's an orchestra. You fuck. So Colonel, let's start with that. The, being one the evening, you and the Mrs. and Mrs. Colonel had the Mormon Tabernacle Choir does not play instruments. Would you go you out fuck? to see the Mormon? Tabernacle choir. You can't even you say go? tabernacle. You can't even fucking say <laughs> well, it. Would you go to see the Siberian Express Orchestra? I God would rather it. hear twenty obese people fart "Oh Silent Night" than have to go listen to the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. <clears throat> That's all I'm saying. And it's nothing against but it the wasn't religion. Against Brandy. the religion, it's just, it's just Andrew left off the M. So I thought. It was the Moron Tabernacle Choir. I have nothing against the the fine people You're of just, Utah. Just stop. She's trying to cancel just you, stop. Colonel. She's trying Please. to cancel you. That's a, all that's I'm asking is that you just stop. They can be a little culty, though. The I'm just saying. Just saying. I'm just saying. All right. Keeping it real. So, Charles, they can be a little culty. What do you think of what Catherine Schock did? Um. Well, it really depends on the year, you know. I've I often were you to paying to attention to know what house, she actually did, and you know, Renee's family comes over, people from the American Legion come over, and sometimes I think the American you know, Legion. her mother belongs to the American Legion, and you know, it's like an open house, people stop by, and sometimes I think. If me and my boys stepped out of here, and of course Rudy and you know Bo stepped out of here Nobody and the building notice. collapsed, would the world be a better place? That's all I'm saying. Now, all I a question know, I'm Colonel, throwing out is there. Andrew wear a belly shirt is what I want to know. Um, Why? And, Why Andrew do you want to know right if Andrew now, wears a half shirt? I'm, I'm trying to visualize. Andrew I don't right think that that's important. has a pair of Richard Simmons shorts and a cropped tank top on. Okay. I gotta say, well, that, Andrew, that's, that's the, the hot. time at the gym, you, you're getting a little cut there. Your abs are looking good. Oh, my God. All right. So, we all agree that this was terrible. Call I, got one, I, I had a request come anything. in this week that I got to fulfill. No, you didn't. I you actually did. did not. I did. No, you didn't. It is going to be, she came to DweebCon. 
she came to DweebCon, and it's going to be her birthday. So I ha- I'm singing happy birthday to our Liz Lawrence. That was down in New Orleans. I and would appreciate New Orleans, if you did not sing. Liz, Liz likes the Bee Gees. We're going we're gonna to call her Lizard. Lizard. Okay. okay. No, we're not. Lizard. She likes we're the not. Bee Gees, so let me, let me get this out. I don't want to okay, do sing, this sing part. Her. I don't want to do this part. Happy birthday, Liz. You didn't need to do this. Happy this is birthday to you. Oh, God. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Liz Lauren. Lizard. Happy birthday to you. Perfect. I love how you hit those high notes, Carla. How was that? Okay. How was you that? Know, range, I, I, we, Brandy, we have to say happy birthday to her because you never know how many birthdays she's. She lives in New Orleans. You don't really know how many birthdays she's got left. Well, if she invites somebody for over for Christmas, you know, you never well, know. You know, but that's okay. A, We're done. This I'm not. Her birthday is during Mardi Gras. That's. I mean, she must be going like crazy. How's this, Timmy? You, you now you're just sitting. You know, you you. You're drinking some eggnog, and all of a sudden you get, and you walk. Yes, Avon lady. What? Land shark. Land shark. What? <laughs> Gonna shoot everybody in the house. Oh, okay. Come on in. I mean, that's just who wants that. Lorraine kind of Newman. That's who you could have <laughs> exactly. on your uh, CD. Lorraine, Lorraine you know, Newman. Dan Aykroyd. He couldn't carry Lorraine Newman socks. Why don't you get Bailey Quarters? I she Bailey was, Quarters I will sing with was, you. Let, let's face this. Lorraine Newman was the weakest link on oh, Saturday yeah. Night Live. Oh, yeah. She had her moments. Leave Lorraine alone. All right. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us. Uh, if you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash history dweebs, where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or Colonel. Just the tip, Timmy. Just the tip. All one word. We appreciate your support and that's going to wrap us up for now we hope you all have a wonderful week and we'll see you next time on history dreams bye everyone bye bye how to make love to a woman bukkake Oh, my God. I gotta go now. Get your ass in here. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. 
To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.